Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Tone's Market Analysis for Sunday, April, sorry, May 5th, I believe. No, wait, today's not May 5th, today's May 7th. I don't know what day it is. Um, I've been in Toronto now for about uh, three days. It's great. Uh, weather has been actually excellent considering it was supposed to just constantly rain, uh, but that clearly wasn't happening. And uh, I want to give a shout out to Lucas, who uh, was gracious enough to put me up at his house. Uh, when I do Q&A, I will turn on the camera uh, because I'm not going to want to share screen uh, with my Skype and uh, things like that. So um, I will be going. So I hope everything is uh, streaming out well live because I also cannot look at the live chat. Um, I have Richie Rich, uh, also shout out to him. He's going to help me compile questions. I have to get the show done in one hour at, at 4.30 Eastern. I have a hard stop because I have a, you know, I'm going to actually enjoy life and go hang out with uh, some people. Uh, so, which is another reason why I happen to be conflicting with other popular YouTubers like Adam Meister and Vortex on WCN. Um, no, the, I, I missed the WCN Bitcoin group uh, last night, and today I'm, com I'm conflicting with Vortex. Uh, this is not a hard fork of WCN. This is, um, <laughs> this is all accidental. I plan to be back on the World Crypto Network uh, next weekend. Uh, when I'm back home in New York, okay, just so that everyone is reassured. Um, all right, since I am here in Toronto, uh, nope, not that one. So tomorrow night is big Toronto meetup. It's in the world. Over 700 confirmed RSVP'd, and I'm not even one of those 764. I tend to just show up to places. And um, so... Um, yeah, it's going to be a good one. Uh, so if you are in the Toronto area, definitely come out. It'll be great. Um, I don't know if I agree with some of the speakers or even most of the speakers, but it, it's good to hang out and see people. Also, if you are in Toronto, the following night on Tuesday, there is uh, uh, people are helping organize a hangout with Tone Vase at a place called Pearl King. Uh, I believe it's like a Vietnamese place that's really famous for its oysters. Um, so uh, please RSVP so we know, um, you know what, how, how big of a table we need to reserve. Uh, and then feel free and come out. Uh, it starts around 5.30 p.m. on Tuesday here in Toronto. Um, also, uh, because everyone has been requesting uh, Crypto Scam Episode 8 is out. Um, this episode is about Ethereum. It's about the Ethereum crowd sale, pre-sale, the first ICO. Um, and check that out. This is the first part of a three-part series about Ethereum. And then later on, I'll also do other episodes for Ethereum Classic. Um, it already has, I believe, something like over 4,000 views. See here. Yep. Uh, almost at 4,500 views. Um, so please uh, check it out if you like it. Uh, here's all the information. Again, here's a donation address. Um, please support, you know, it uh, makes me more optimistic about doing future crypto scam shows. Please leave comments, give me your thoughts. I don't really censor any comments. 
Um, so go ahead and uh, throw those out there. Also, just a general shout out on my YouTube channel. Um, I'm almost at 5,000 subscribers. I should have 5,000, oh, sorry, 4,000 subscribers. I'm two subscribers away from 4,000. I'm guessing by the end of uh, this podcast tonight, um, I'll be cracking 4,000 YouTube subscribers. Uh, and hopefully, we'll get to like 5,000 and beyond in the near future. All right. So, um, um, logistics out of the way. Let's get into the stock market. The French election results are in. It looks like Emmanuel Macron won the election. Um, I'm sorry for your loss, uh, French people. Uh, very, very unfortunate. Um, you will remain in the world of Karl Marx socialism, which you seem to continuously embrace um, for the next um, four years or however long he's going to be in power. I personally don't think he's going to be in power all that long. Um, he came out of nowhere like yesterday. Um, whatever was in those emails that your press wasn't allowed to release, um, all of that is going to be dissected, and you will see that he's no different than any other socialist, borderline communist, and um, those policies will greatly fail, and uh, you'll only you know, continue to see your society slowly deteriorate, um, but there'll be a short-term bounce. Uh, I really don't see anything good coming out of electing him. Uh, it's no different than if the U.S. had elected Hillary Clinton. Uh, it probably wouldn't have been pretty much just as bad. Um, so here's the S&P 500. On Friday, um, it closed right at the double top. And the market was pretty much anticipating that Macron will win and Macron won. Also, there is that U.S. government shutdown, which I don't even know. I, I doubt it will get shut down. So um, the market is very, very simple right here. You all know I don't believe in double tops. So what that means is Euro is looking like a clean up day. Um, I'm doing this video earlier. I really wish I would have done this video after 6 p.m. so I can see how the futures open. Um, but this is simple. Like this arrow is purposely. Oh, you know what? I'm not even going to put an arrow. I'll also put an arrow. But let me. I'm actually going to put a trade on here. Uh, we're going to do a long position. And I'm going to start this long position um, above. So if I do one of these and I go to coordinates, where did the market close? The market closed at, okay, yeah, so I would go above 2400, right? So like 2401, perfect. I almost had it. And your profit would be. You know, I don't know, 50 points maybe. And um, your stop loss is going to be very tight. So, like, right. So, this, this is one of these, again, this is one of my low risk, high reward trades uh, that I would enter tomorrow. Um, if the market is opening up. Now, if it gaps all the way up and it opens like way up here, you got a bit of a problem. Then I would either wait for it to pull back down to enter this trade 
let go and say I missed it. Uh, because remember, I would have taken a chance that um, Le Pen would have won, but as usual, I underestimated the socialism in France. Not, not the first time, definitely won't be the last time. Um, here's the weekly chart, same thing, here's your double top, this triangle never materialized. And uh, once we break 2400, it's off she goes to the races, probably the 2500 on the S&P. I would not be surprised at all. Yes. Gold. So with Emmanuel Macron winning um, and the stock market going up, guess what happens to your gold? It's not looking very pretty. And um, you're in the middle of nowhere. So... Um, I'm not looking for any bounces here, so we're gonna, you know, boom. I don't know, maybe. I don't even know how far to draw it, right? So let me, I'm gonna draw it to the double bottom. And then there might be a little bit of a bounce. Nothing goes down forever, right? So then, I don't know, something like that maybe. Maybe back to the 50-day moving average, which is, it'll be over there, you know, something like that. Now, you know what, let me not cheat. Let me not draw it from there. I'll, uh, I'll be respectful here. Um, this might take a little while, you know. Nothing falls in a day. And then, um, just not very optimistic here. I'm definitely gonna adjust these arrows. This is like a very, this is also a daily chart. Uh, but this is what I'm kind of looking at and let, let, let's see how that goes. Here's the weekly, uh, nothing really to touch. Um, I, I would, if, if I saw how gold was opening, maybe I would throw like a short trade on here. Absolutely not, I'm just gonna adjust the arrow a little bit. Um, I, I see nothing bullish here. Uh, there'll be like some bounces, but uh, I don't know. Um, but like this, no, not yet. We'll get there. Like th there's no rush, right? Like I, I'm not in a rush to call sub 1000 gold, even though that's why I think it's headed. So I was just going to leave it like this. Um, yeah, I'm going to close these market isn't going to open by the time I'm done with these things. Free up some memory here. All right. Well, oil, um, I kept trying to look at the bull in oil, and last time I did this video, I put in this big red arrow. Um, so, and then oil kind of crashed, and that's it. I think oil's done, and uh, you can scrap this pattern. I, I think oil's done. We're going back to the lows. Um, and I think they discovered like some giant oil, uh, uh, like underground oil in Syria, which probably more reason for the conflict in Syria. Like, who knows? Euro. So here's the euro. Um, yeah, let's see. Let's see what happens. I think the euro is an, is an amazing short. Um, there might be, you know, some bounce thinking that Macron will save the euro, but he won't. Um, how big will this bounce be? Well, I don't think it's going to make it to the yellow line. If it does make it to the yellow line, it'll probably go to the 200-week moving average. I honestly don't think it's going to go up that high. And um, I think this is a dead cat bounce that's not even going to make it up there. Uh, let's, I'm going to leave this trade like this, and then we'll see what happens. 
uh, on the open. Um, here is the Euro GBP again. Oh, what happened to the second one? I thought I put a second one on here. I thought there were two. I guess it didn't save. Well, that sucks. Oh, man. All that effort. I'm going to do it again. There was supposed to be a second short position. And now I have to put it back on. So, I don't know, was it at 8.5, I think I had it? Uh, and this was like 8.55, maybe? It was something tight. And then this was, you know, like 7.5 or something. Right, so, there you go. Okay, so, so here, here's another one, right? So, if it bounces a little bit, um, I still think the British pound is going to um, overtake the, the euro. Let's save that. Close that. All right, Bitcoin. Um, so uh, I think this is great. Um, we are having one of the best weeks in Bitcoin we've had since like last year. Okay. So. Um, it's great. This week actually started off completely out of control with exponential uh, price rises. Um, I'm actually happy that it didn't stay that way and it pulled back a little bit. This is not a bad thing by any means. Uh, we are still... Oh, I think I just lost my mouse. That's not good. All right, here we go. I'm back. Um, and um, I, I know that you have a little bit of a, uh, there's a little bit of a drop here on the weekly MACD on Bitstamp, but it doesn't matter because the price hasn't reversed yet, right? So it's not really divergence until after it tops and you don't know where the top is going to be. So because you don't know where the top is going to be, this divergence may not hold, and also your uh, MACD is not showing divergence. It's going up. So you have, uh, you have a bit of a split. Like this one is going up. So firming each other. So that's good. And the price is going up and this is weekly and everything looks great. Um, here's the liquid index and um, guess what? It's even ahead of my pace. That's my arrow. And um, I expected us to be at 1,500 next week. And we already hit 1,600 earlier this week. So we're ahead of the pace, which is good and bad because if we go up too high too fast, it usually results in you know, big crashes in price that hurt confidence. So we're ahead of the pace right now, which is fine. Um, here is, yeah, so, so here is uh, Bitfinex, and the price is starting to, um, which is great. I mean, everything is doing, I mean, Bitcoin is doing amazing right now. Um, so um, the price on Bitstamp is 1530, 
the price on Bitfinex is 1587. So we're already, uh, you know, there's like a $50 difference and not a hundred plus dollar difference. So this is, this is awesome. Um, and we're still in the middle of the channel. We're going to the top of the channel. Everything is fine because if we break the channel, it becomes, it becomes difficult. It, it becomes, it also becomes a little scary. So uh, I'm happy we're still in the channel. I don't want it to see go too far above the channel, no more than I want to see it go too far below the channel. In this thing in the channel. So everything is, you know, nice and clean. Uh, there's really not much to say here. Um, this, this is what I was worried about before that I don't have to be worried about anymore is the fact that the MACD is higher and the RSI may not be higher from here to there, but it's there over here. Um, so like that, it's definitely going up. So that means that even if we topped and we go down, it's just a pullback, 1400, and then we go back up because um, your momentum indicators, and I believe they're the same on both, right? They're the same on Bitstamp or Bitfinex, where this is a true high. This is not a divergent. This is not a fake high. This is a real high. And the fact that this high happened on not such huge volume, to me, is a good thing because there were all these panic sellers here and here that I talked about on Twitter. So please check out my Twitter. These panic sellers have not yet bought back in and maybe they're waiting for a dip. And if they're waiting for a dip, the chances of a dip happening are very small because they have to FOMO in there. Uh, that's how I see it. Here's the hourly chart. And um, this still holds. I know it's Bitfinex. I, I will be converting hourly chart to Bitstamp. Uh, maybe about converting it to Gemini, but uh, we'll see. But they don't have any history, so it's harder for me to judge. But right now, we're at all-time highs, so you don't really need the history. So maybe hourly, I'll go with Gemini. seems to have the most volume these days. So this still holds, uh, but what I'm going to do, actually, I'm just going to extend this line right here. Eh, it's not. Uh, maybe I'll draw another one because they're not exactly perfect. I'll draw another one. So now I will draw a line right here. Color is off a little, but that's okay. What are we at? We're at 16, I guess. No, 1600. Uh, round numbers are important. You know, um, let's see what 1600 looks like. Eh, it's a little low, but 05, 1610. Here, right? Obvious. All right. So, One way to look at this would be at like a head and shoulders, but I, I just don't see it. I also see this like average going up. So 
I mean, what are we looking for? We're looking for the same thing we always are. Come on. I'm going to change color here. They, uh, man, what color was I using before? There you go. That's better. So uh, what I would look for, let's get some arrows in here. It's like the same thing all over again, right? So I would look for a breakout. And then I would look for a pullback. And then I would look for a bigger breakout. You know? Like it's, it's the same picture over and over again, right? Right here. It happened right here. And uh, I mean, I'm, until I see anything otherwise, that's what I'm expecting. Now, what's scaring me is that right there. And this, I'm just going to make it darker. That's my support. If we fall below that, then things start getting ugly. But I don't think that's going to happen. So this would create a bigger pullback, probably to like here. But I think the, the moving average is going to hold us up. But the, the top situation is my more likely scenario. And then this is also going to kick in, right? So I would out like that. And then we might get the same like bounce pattern up there, right? So, so um, I guess I'm just going to be drawing arrows across the board here. It's kind of what I'm looking at right now. Something like that, all right? That's, that's my general view on things. Okay, let's save that. We'll see how this develops. So on that note, I'm pretty much done with Bitcoin, but guess what? I'm gonna talk about Litecoin. And here's why I'm gonna talk about Litecoin. Because uh, the people uh, decided to take uh, me up on my offer of consulting and um, for my 0.1 Bitcoin per hour and uh, I still have hours available, so feel free to connect with me. There is information in the video description. So that called me up, wanted to talk to me about Litecoin. So because we talked about Litecoin just yesterday, I have all these Litecoin charts ready, so I don't mind talking about it here. So in a way, um, the person is helping everyone by commissioning me to do an altcoin. Uh, so here we go. So the last, the previous time I talked about Litecoin, I was looking at this declining trend line and a break of the trend line takes you to the next target of resistance, which was this new 200 week moving average. And that stood at 0 0.012. Um, it got stuck there for about a week. And then once we started breaking to the top, uh, when I put this chart together yesterday morning, we were like halfway to this yellow line. And I said, well, your next level of resistance is this yellow line. 
which is probably a good place to take some profits on uh, Litecoin. But a break above this um, yellow line takes you to the next point of resistance on a weekly chart, 0.35, which is a lot, 0 0.035 Bitcoin. Okay, that's pretty substantial. And this was already a giant run-up, so I'm not actually expecting this to happen. Way, uh, I am expecting it um, to take a little bit of a break, even if it does break that line eventually. Um, it, it really depends how much longer Bitcoin miners decide to wait before activating SegWit. Once SegWit activates on Bitcoin, Litecoin takes a big hit down, okay? But this is the long-term weekly view. This is like three years here, right? This is going back to 2013. And um, it looks like Litecoin may go to its all-time highs. Now, here is the candles of Litecoin. And again, this is what we talked about on yesterday's call uh, about Litecoin, where um, right here, this was a real volume spike uh, right here. And uh, it brought the price of Litecoin up and then it got stuck in this range. And then once we broke above the range, this is exactly what Bitcoin looks like. Like here's the hourly chart of Bitcoin, breaks it and then it comes back pulls back and then it goes up, uh, breaks it, comes back down to the breakout, uh, breaks it, comes back down. Like, like th this keeps happening over and over again. So why not apply the same concept to Litecoin? Here it is, like and I said, once it breaks this line, uh, this was one good point to buy where this green arrow points. And that's another time to buy where this green arrow points when it pulled back and now, well, now the target is right there. Where is this line? This line is at 0 0.028, okay? Now, it's already had quite a bit of a run, but there is nothing here. We're in the middle of open air. So statistically speaking, there is no reason for it to stop. There's no resistance here. Stop and create a resistance point, but um, if you're in Litecoin, I mean, you might as well hold it because your next level of resistance is 0 0.028, which creates a double top. So you never know. Litecoin might definitely have some room. Uh, full disclosure, I do not have any Litecoin. Uh, I don't intend to buy Litecoin. And if I buy Litecoin, it's probably going to crash to zero. So nobody wants me buying Litecoin. Um, we also talked about uh, this channel and uh, this triangle. Now, at the time we had our phone call had not yet broken out of the triangle so when i drew the angle hindsight for you guys and i didn't tweet it out but uh this triangle was drawn at like 10 a.m yesterday so this triangle was drawn right at the bottom of the channel and i speculated that it's going to break out above the channel so the person that had the consulting session with me um this was what I said is the more likely scenario um, is a breakout to the top of the channel. Of course, I was right and wrong. We did break out to the top, but we clearly did not meet the top of the channel. 
which would have been 35 bucks uh, because this chart happens to be in USD. Uh, I know this is another reason why I hate altcoins is because I don't, I don't know how to chart them in USD or in Bitcoin. And uh, it looks like we're breaking out the bottom of the channel. But either way, you know, if you had Litecoin and you broke out of this triangle to the upside, um, you're doing really well. This right here is a good thing. This uh, big volume, which means that there were serious buyers sold yet. Like here you had serious buyers and then there's profit taking, but there hasn't been any profit taking yet. So it's very, very likely that Litecoin will get one more pump right here. It'll get one more pump and it'll take on, you know, its usual shape that it seems to be doing all the time. You know, the, the things, things don't really seem to be all that sophisticated in, uh, in the crypto space these days when it comes to technical analysis. Just timing it is difficult. But something like this looks totally reasonable to me. Okay. Now, I'm not saying Litecoin is a good investment, but hey, if someone is going to pay me for my time to look at Litecoin charts, I will, you know, update everyone, right? Because obviously that person is being benefited right now and everyone benefits, okay? So there you go. So I, um, I'm still fairly bullish on Litecoin. Uh, technically, I still don't think it's somewhat useless in long term. And um, I only worry about Litecoin if we, you know, fall down below the moving average, you know, substantially, and then maybe we'll do that. Okay. But there's a higher probability that it goes up. Okay. And I'll save that chart. And I'll save this chart. All right, guys, um, on that note, I'm actually going to stop screen share. And, um, My camera should go on. There we go. So now I can, uh, I don't have to expose my Skype across the board. Um, and um, all right, Rich, if you have questions for me, uh, go ahead and throw them in there. Let me open up the, the chat. Um, oh, wow. I see mad Bitcoins and Vortex. Don't you guys have like your own show to run at the moment? What happened there? Uh, <laughs> I guess Vortex's show ended. Um, but let's see. I, had a, I saw a good question in very early. Um, oh, man, I forgot to do one more thing. Okay, so if you go to Twitter, right, even if you go to my Twitter, share screen again. forgot to show one thing. All right, Rich is putting the questions in. Let me go back to screen share. Hold on. Forgot to do one thing. Um, so if I go to my Twitter, so I, this is the weirdest thing. Um, I wasn't sure if via BTC was trolling. He asked, and if it's a real via BTC account and not like a troll account, like I have no idea. And, uh, should we activate SegWit and over 6,000 votes said 83% yes. And this is someone that's hostile to SegWit. So... It looks like, look, I said it weeks ago that SegWit won, maybe even a month ago. That's it. it. It was obvious to me. Now it's just like a real matter of time 
Um, stop screen sharing again. Um, now it's just a matter of time before all of these mining pools start to recognize that they work for the users and they need to activate SegWit. Um, and now I'm going to go ahead and look at questions. So first question, and I only have half an hour for questions, guys. So I will, um, may, maybe even less. The block of 465,230 mined by Ant pool, selling Bitcoin Unlimited mean anything at all? Um, yeah, I mean, I, it, it has to, right? Either they're totally incompetent and they don't know what they're signaling or they know they're not signaling for Bitcoin Unlimited. In which case, they're realizing that you need SegWit. Uh, you, we really do need SegWit. Um, I'll talk more about that on future podcasts. Next question. I need to cover some college book fees. Comes. How do you sell your Bitcoin? Um, how hard is it? And is it safe, legal, taxes, and stuff? It's actually difficult. Um, just like if you, uh, I'm really not sharing screen again. But anyway, if you just even go to Coindesk, which I'm not like, I, I don't care for that publication. I think it's terrible. But they're constantly showing you articles are getting arrested for selling Bitcoin through local Bitcoins. So, like my advice is, if you're gonna, if if you're selling Bitcoin to cover your books, you know you're not gonna get arrested. But if your books are costing you like three thousand um, dollars, you don't want to do that in one transaction. And uh, you know, taxes is, you know, depends on your state. And um, it look, pay, I, I'm not here to advise anyone on taxes. You have to make your own decisions. Uh, and you have to know how you acquire those bitcoins and what kind of paper trail it has. Don't know whether you how to uh, pay your taxes on them. Uh, but yeah, you have to be careful. If I, when I buy and sell bitcoin uh, in person with people I don't know, I try to do these transactions in a bank lobby, probably the safest place in the world, and then I just go right over and deposit the cash into my bank account. Um, and if I'm receiving Bitcoin, I will, you know, take out the cash right there. And um, I'll usually give someone a paper wallet to send the Bitcoins to. And then I use my cell phone to make sure it's confirmed. And then I'm done. And then I can't, like, you know, get mugged or anything like that for that Bitcoin because I don't have access to it right then and there. It got confirmed. So I just got to, like, you know, use some safe practices. All right, next question. In your opinion, why has the premium gap on GBTC widened? Uh, because people are buying it. They have a construct, constructed, constricted supply and demand. They, sorry, they have a constricted supply. So when demand comes in, because they're the only ETF in town, the spread is going to widen. Uh, I was actually meaning to buy some GBTC myself because I expected that spread to widen. And I even showed graphs of the spread uh, the other day. Not the other day, like more like the other month. But I didn't get around to it. So now the spread is too wide for my taste. But yeah, when you... Um, here's an example, right? Um, 
if you were buying like gold and silver coins in like 2013 or something, um, there was a bit of a shortage. So like the government wasn't selling as many gold and silver coins as people wanted. So the premium on those coins was skyrocketing because the supply just wasn't there. And then a year later, the, the, the demand slowed down, the supply was big, and the premiums kind of went away. So um, GBTC is structured in a way that there isn't that many shares available. And if there is demand, it kind of creates like, you know, on Bitfinex when the spread went up against Bitstamp. All right, next question. Is the euro still doomed now that Macron is pretty much president? Yes. Doomed. Um, it's a, it's going to be a dead cat bounce on the euro. Uh, all right, next question. All right, let me see here. Tone, you apply stock market trade behavior and technicals against a new currency. Wouldn't there be a potential margin of error towards the upside? Yeah, um, when it comes to Bitcoin, I'm biased towards the upside of Bitcoin. Reason I'm biased towards the downside of gold. Uh, because to me, was no Bitcoin, I would have a bias towards the upward momentum of gold for reasons, because of a safe haven against fiat currency. But Bitcoin has kind of taken over that market because it's uh, more secure than gold. Uh, it, it's easier to secure it, basically, if you know what you're doing. Um, and it's way easy, more easy, easily transferable and it's way harder to confiscate. Gold is still something you can hold in your hand and Bitcoin can technologically disappear tomorrow, but I believe that it won't disappear tomorrow. Um, I have a upward bias towards Bitcoin uh, and I factored that in. Uh, all right, uh, next. Aton, can I take a pic with you tomorrow at the meetup? Of course. Um, if, your, if your fears of government take over Bitcoin comes true, what could happen to the price of gold and silver? Well, I, I don't really have a fear of a government takeover of Bitcoin. Uh, it's... Okay, it's not a fear. It's... An eventuality. Eventually, there will be a government takeover of Bitcoin. And I know people are about to, you know, go apeshit for the comment that I just said. But when I say eventually there'll be a government takeover of Bitcoin, uh, we're dealing with it now. And Roger Veer and Gavin Andreessen is pretty much, in a way, a government takeover of Bitcoin, only it's the government of the crypto space, right? Because they want to be in control of mining and the media and the Bitcoin code all as one entity. Um, you know, also the wallets and the exchanges, like they want to control it all, okay? They don't want a separation of powers. They want all the power for themselves. And that's what government is. 
So we're already dealing with a government, not, it's not going to be the traditional government. Remember, I'm expecting the socialist government system to collapse, starting with Europe and then, you know, eventually in the U.S. 20 years. So, um, and also, you know, 10 to 20 years down the line, maybe even a little further down the line, I'm expecting, you know, Bitcoin uh, to go the way of the U.S. dollar. You know, people always blame, you know, well, the Federal Reserve was a government takeover of the currency. I mean, actually, they say it was a private. Anyway, it's confusing, right? It's like, well, if the Federal Reserve is a private institution, then why are you upset about it? Don't you want to keep government out? Uh, so, it, But to me, the Federal Reserve is a government institution, not a private institution. Something like the Federal Reserve will come to Bitcoin. 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, I don't know, but it always does. It always does. Like Bitcoin will be by a de facto government. And uh, because there'll be problems and people are going to yell that somebody needs to do something and people will vote for, you know, communism because they always do. And then they realize how bad it is and then they break out. So um, years, I am expecting Bitcoin to be taken over and then something new will come along that's better than Bitcoin, right? There'll be another Satoshi and they'll be even better because even in 20 years, if there is a government style takeover of Bitcoin, it's still going to be a hell of a lot better than our current financial system. People generally learn from their mistakes. And uh, this is why the world kind of gets safer every year. Uh, I know you may not feel that way, but it does. So, uh, yeah, so that's kind of my view on it. And, and we're dealing with a government takeover now. So why, why is anyone surprised that uh, this is not the, like the third takeover? There's going to be a fourth and a fifth and a sixth. And I don't know, maybe the 10th or the 13th or who knows. Eventually, one of them is going to succeed. And, um, but by that time, people will be so invested in Bitcoin, they're not going to like run away and hide. So anyway, but we'll, hopefully I'll be alive to talk about this in real time in 10 to 20 years. But that, that's basically the idea. So it's not a fear. It's just an eventuality. Hopefully it'll come later than sooner. Uh, all right, next. Um, oh, and what would happen to the price of gold and silver? I'll probably bump it up. I honestly think gold and silver has one, have one last pump in them left. Um, so during the, if the socialist collapse comes in Europe and then eventually the U.S., we'll have one more, you know, heyday where, I don't know, gold maybe will go to 5,000. Silver will maybe go to 300 bucks. I don't know, maybe 500. Who knows? Um, and I think that is possible next decade. So by the year 2030, it's possible that gold will have, you know, uh, if the euro, you know, collapses and then eventually the U.S. dollar hits some serious inflation, hyperinflation. Yeah, gold will go up to like 5,000 or more, but your stock market will probably go up even more uh, because that's also inflation adjusted. Silver will go up. And I think it might be like the last um, chance. Uh, I don't think it's coming uh, soon. I don't think it's coming next year. 
yeah, I can see gold and silver going up one more time real big. Um, and then they'll fall back down. All right, next. Is it possible that the old coin bubble won't pop? No, that is not that that it that's not possible. The old coin bubble will pop. Um, it's like asking me, is it possible the real estate bubble is not going to pop in 2007? And like an idiot, I probably would have told you, no, it's not possible for it to pop. Real estate has reached a high plateau, which is what everyone was telling you. Um, and if someone asked me, um, because I was young and stupid back then too, you know, will the tech sector ever go down from 5,000 to 1,000 on the NASDAQ? I probably would have said, no, that'll never happen. And then it happened. So um, I am 110% certain that the old coin bubble is going to pop. When? Hopefully sooner than later, but you never know. Uh, what do you think about ViaBTC reply to their poll? Okay, so here's the reply I'm assuming. Bitcoin is a proof of work system. Hash power is law. The poll result is interesting but we won't change our stance for now big blocks. Uh, okay, so they're just confirming that they're idiots and they don't care about their user base and uh, they don't care what the consumer wants and uh, they just care about making money. And that's fine because, you know, uh, I'm already making less Bitcoin transactions because uh, it's a problem. It's becoming a problem, and uh, I'll talk about this more when I'm, you know, next time I'm sharing screen. But I'm still looking for a high in the price of Bitcoin to be August thousand, maybe it'll be three thousand. But guess what happens? If SegWit isn't adopted by August, and the price of Bitcoin is reaching two or three thousand, uh, people are just going to stop using Bitcoin because of the transaction fees and the long confirmation time, and the price of Bitcoin will start to fall. So this is why in the beginning of the year, I had my target at 2000 in August, and then a crash down to 1500 and closing the year around current levels. And altcoins might go up, who, who cares? There's no substance there. And eventually miners are gonna do the right thing and go for SegWit because they're not gonna wanna destroy the Bitcoin network. Um, my donation address gets a bunch of $1 donations, $2 donations, $3 donations. And I went to move all of that out in one transaction and I ran into the Roger Veer problem where you're trying to move, let's say half a Bitcoin. So we're talking, I'm trying to move 700 bucks and it's telling me I have to pay like a $50 fee. Uh, you know, five, six hundred bucks, I have to pay a $50 fee, which is like 10%. And uh, I didn't do the transaction. I'm like, well, I guess it's going to stay there and wait for SegWit. The reason why I have to pay a $50 fee is because when you're trying to move coin, but that half a Bitcoin was composed of three to five dollar transactions, so that it's like 300 transactions in that made that half a Bitcoin. It takes up a lot of kilobyte space. And I have to pay for that space if I wanted to pick it up into a block. 
Uh, and this is a problem, and it's going to be a bigger problem. And SegWit solves this problem. Okay, fine. So I'm just not going to move it, right? I'll just wait. You know, I'll wait a year. I'll wait two years. You know, and maybe I'll lose that money if it goes to zero, right? If they don't want to do SegWit, and because we're not going to do a hard fork, and we're not going to have two bitcoins. It, it really is that simple. Like I'm, I'm not worried about this. But we're getting SegWit. Um, I live in Germany and earn in euros. How should I store my savings in the future? Uh, U.S. dollars, um, stock market, uh, maybe gold. I mean, gold will be better in euros, but dollars will probably be better. I wouldn't store it in euros. Uh, all right, next. Uh, what do you see happening to Litecoin when Segwit is activated price-wise? I think there'll be one more pump. One more Litecoin pump, and then it's done. Um, how will SegWit help increase transaction times um, and lower the fees? Uh, all right, so you, you need to go to my YouTube channel, and you have to watch the debates. Uh, on my YouTube channel, my two most popular videos are me debating Roger Veer and uh, Johnny uh, from Blockstream debating Roger Veer. There, Johnny's video better explains it than my video. Uh, this is, uh, let's just say, I, I don't want to, I only have like 10 minutes left. And uh, this is a very long discussion. And uh, you can also go to, uh, you know, you can just Google it, like Google the details of SegWit, and um, it, it all explained to you. This, this is just, there's just so many good things in SegWit that uh, it's hard for me to explain it all. And I'm not the best person to explain it all. I have outsourced that kind of expertise to Bitcoin Core. All right, next question. Is it possible that due to actual conditions, a fraction of gold market capitalization goes to Bitcoin? It already has. Um, what would that mean for the Bitcoin price? So it means Bitcoin price is going to go up. Uh, it already has because... Like, I don't think I'm ever going to buy gold again. Any money to spend, I'm going to spend it to buy Bitcoin, right? So you already, so the gold community already lost one person uh, from buying gold as a safe haven. And the more and more people are becoming like me going into Bitcoin than gold because it's just more useful than gold. Uh, so this, is, this has already started. Um, Next question, what do you think about cashing in 401k to buy Bitcoin? I think it's risky. If you have a 401k, you can take control of your 401k and trade it yourself. This is what I do. And you can buy GBTC shares and you can buy Bitcoin in your 401k, uh, which is probably why the premium on GBTC is going up. Uh, though, remember, it's still Bitcoin being held by a third party, which could be hacked. It, it, it'll be weird if that happens, though. Um, uh, but it's risky, right? I mean, like, uh, I mean, that's kind of what I did as well. You know, uh, instead of putting all my savings in the stock market, it's kind of you know, so a bunch of it is in Bitcoin now. Tone, I can't imagine that the miners are stagnant. What do you think is going on behind the scenes? Honestly, it's it, it, ASIC Boost. It's, it's always been about ASIC Boost, which we didn't know until like recently when ASIC Boost got discovered. It's about ASIC Boost. Like, like they don't care about 
blocks. They don't care about your transactions. They, they don't want big blocks. They just don't want to lose ASIC boost. They don't want to lose the mining advantage. And they will lose this mining advantage. Either they can lose it voluntarily or it can be forced upon them. And if it's forced upon them, then everyone suffers because then we have to change the proof of work function. Um, okay, so that's pretty much what's happening. Once again, shout out to Lucas for not providing me with a place to stay, but also um, some nice wine. Uh, all right, so there was another question I wanted to address. Oh, oh, so I don't remember where I saw this question. Maybe it was Twitter, maybe it was earlier in a chat before I started the show. Someone said, hey, Tone, since you talk so much shit about gold, sell your physical gold and put the money in the stock market, which is a really, really, really good question. It's a really good question. Um, I have some physical gold and I have some physical silver. Giant amount of physical gold and physical silver. And I bought it at a higher price than it is now. So, and not willing to admit my mistakes, I don't want to sell it at a loss. And I'm willing to like hold on to it, right? Um, and what if I'm wrong? Like, what if I've been wrong about gold this whole time, right? What if Bitcoin goes to zero and gold goes to 100,000 each coin, each ounce? I don't think that's going to happen, but is that possible? Yeah, anything is possible. And uh, I could be wrong. So it, because I could be wrong, there's nothing wrong with having, you know, three to five ounces of gold around. It's, um, uh, and this is what I tell people, like it's, um, to me, gold is an insurance policy. And you don't want your insurance policy to be your core position flood insurance on your home, but you don't want a flood. But if you buy 10 flood insurance policies on the full value of your home, paying for a flood, because you will make 10 times the value of your house if there is a flood, instead of just getting your money back for the house, and then you have to rebuild and you don't make a dollar in profit. So this is the same situation. Um, I don't mind holding on to a little bit of gold, one, in case I'm wrong, and two, it's not that much gold to make that much of a difference for me to then go out and sell it. Um, so I'll just hold on to it and see what happens. But if someone offers me a good price, you know, I'm sure I'll, I'll consider it. I'll consider selling it, moving in, into Bitcoin. Boy, and I still think it's going to work. Um, all right, guys, on that note, uh, thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, please check out the latest episode of Crypto Scam. It's about Ethereum. I'm still just thinking about who's going to be my guest for part two. I have not reached out to anyone yet. Um, don't forget the meetups tomorrow if you're in Toronto. Uh, over 700 people are expected to attend uh, the Monday evening meetup at Mars on College Street. And then Tuesday, there is... Um, an event uh, with me, uh, dinner with Tone Vase, uh, and that's also on the meetup. You know what? Let me do a screen share for those meetups that are watching this from Toronto. Um, let's see, here we go. So this is the, oh, that's the dinner. So this is the actual meetup um, right here, uh, Blockchain Revolution. Uh, and it's going to be all about the blockchain, not much Bitcoin. 
uh, which is a bit unfortunate, but hey, picked. Uh, I don't have any say in uh, speakers. Uh, I'm just a speaker myself, uh, but not this time. I'm not speaking at that event. I'll just be there in the audience. And um, if you do want to hang out with me, uh, there will be a dinner on Tuesday night. Tone Vase, we have about 10 confirmed going. Uh, it's at Pearl King. Uh, right here is the address. Uh, please confirm. We do have to reserve a table. Uh, and um, I hear this place is very good. So we'll check that out. Uh, I will try to update the blog. And of course, oh, here are those debates. They're right here on my YouTube channel. Check out crypto scam number eight. Ethereum and um, happy trading, guys. Oh, Bitcoin already ticked up right here. And uh, let's see what's going on here. Um, yep, still 1529. And um, Euro hasn't opened yet because um, I do have to run. And um, thank you very much for tuning in and catch you all Tuesday, by the way, not Wednesday, because Wednesday I'm busy here in Toronto. It'll be my last day here. So I will do this one day earlier, uh, Tuesday evening, all right? So see you all then.